It's the Code St. Luke Telephone Broadcasting Service and Podcast for Friday, August 28, 2020. On today's episode, music librarian Farah Mohammed is here. She has music in honor of Women's Equality Day. And one of the first songs that she plays is Dolly Parton's Nine to Five. Now, you may remember this from the movie Nine to Five. You've probably heard it in recent years. Uh, Senator Elizabeth Warren in the United States uh, uses it as her music when uh, she came onto the stage during her presidential run. There is a podcast that came out in the last uh, six months called Dolly Parton's America. If you listen to uh, this show on a podcast or if you know how to download podcasts, I, I highly recommend it. It's a, it's a fascinating look into a sort of Dolly Parton's career. But there was one segment that uh, spoke about the making of the song 9 to 5. This is just a small clip from the podcast, which we're going to play for you. Because when you hear 9 to 5 in a few moments, when Farah plays it for you, I want you to keep this in mind, how Dolly Parton uh, incredibly pulled together all these ideas of women in the workplace and women empowerment and so on. She pulled it all together into this one song. She hit all the themes perfectly, and it's got a great beat. So listen to this, and then Farah will talk to you about the music she's going to be playing today. Jane says from the moment she heard the song, she just knew this was the entire working woman's movement captured, that this was going to outlive the movie because it was all there. Yeah. It's, yeah. When people thinking about uh, think about working women or working, that's that's the go-to song. And as for why it works so well. Nussbaum says it's a perfect anthem. Here's how Karen Nussbaum broke it down to Lynn Neary of NPR. She says, check out the sequence of ideas in the song. It starts with pride. Pour yourself a cup of ambition. And then it goes to grievances. They always take the credit. It then goes to class conflict. You're just a step on the boss man's ladder, and then it ends with collective power. You're in the same boat with a lot of your friends. In the same boat with a lot of your friends. So in the space of this wildly popular song with a great beat, Dolly Parton just puts it all together all by herself. Well, hello there, and welcome to another musical moment. My name is Farah Mohammed, and today's moment is all about women. Every August 26th, the United States observes Women's Equality Day. This day commemorates the anniversary of the certification of the 19th Amendment, which gave women the right to vote on a national level. This 1920 certification was the result of a decades-long civil rights movement that began in 1848 at the first Women's Rights Convention in Seneca Falls, New York. Women's Equality Day acts as a symbol of the continued fight for gender equality. Though the United States has come far in the struggle for gender equality, there is still plenty of room for improvement. So, in honor of the 100th anniversary of Women's Equality Day, we salute the accomplishments of women artists. Today's playlist will include songs sung by women, about women, and even composed by women. The movie Nine to Five is a 1980 American comedy film starring Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, 
and Dolly Parton as three working women who live out their fantasies of getting even with their company's autocratic, sexist, egotistical, lying, hypocritical, bigot boss, played by Dabney Coleman. When Jane Fonda approached Dolly Parton to co-star in 9 to 5, the legendary country singer had only one demand, and that was to write the theme song. The song 9 to 5 garnered Parton an Academy Award nomination and four Grammy Award nominations, winning her the awards for Best Country Song and Best Country Vocal Performance, Female. For a time, the song became something of an anthem for office workers in the U.S. Of note, the song and film owe their titles to 9 to 5, an organization founded in 1973 with the aim of bringing about fair pay and equal treatment for women in the workplace. bed and I stumble to the kitchen Pour myself a cup of ambition And yawn and stretch and try to come to life Jump in the shower and the blood starts pumping Out on the streets the traffic starts jumping With folks like me on the job from nine to five
Leslie Sue Goldstein, known professionally as Leslie Gore, was an American singer, songwriter, actress, and activist. You Don't Own Me is a popular song recorded by Leslie Gore in 1963, when Gore was just 17 years old. The song expresses emancipation as the singer tells a lover that he does not own her, that he isn't to tell her what to do or what to say, and that he is not to put her on display. The song's lyrics became an inspiration for the younger women and are sometimes cited as a factor in the second-wave feminist movement. The song reached number two on the Billboard Hot 100, and it remained at number two for three consecutive weeks on February 1, 1964, unable to overcome the Beatles' hit, I Want to Hold Your Hand. Gore's death at 68 from lung cancer in 2015 came before the song was picked up as an anthem in the Me Too movement. Still, the song took on new meaning for her over the years. She used it in a 2012 public service announcement urging women to vote, saying, It's hard for me to believe, but we're still fighting for the same things we were then. You don't own me I'm not just one of your many toys You don't own me Don't say I can't go with other I'd never say Dolores Eggstrom, 
or known to the world as Peggy Lee, was an American jazz and popular music singer, songwriter, composer, and actress with a career spanning over six decades. From her earliest beginnings as a vocalist on local radio to singing with Benny Goodman's big band, Lee created a sophisticated persona writing music for films, acting, and recording conceptual record albums combining poetry and music. The song I'm a Woman was written by the famed songwriting duo Jerry Lieber and Mike Stoller. It was recorded by Peggy Lee and released as a single, reaching number 54 on the U.S. pop charts. It was also the title song to Lee's 1963 album, I'm a Woman, and appeared on her subsequent albums, In Love Again, from 1964, and Is That All There Is, from 1969. A popular hit, indeed. An interesting note is that this song hit right in the middle of the girl group phenomenon, though it was anything but a typical teeny bopper tune. It found an audience for mature women looking to take back feminism from the next generation. Sung in a bluesy style, the lyrics are clever. I can rub and scrub till this old house is shining like a dime, feed the baby, grease the car, and powder my face at the same time, get all dressed up, go out and swing till 4 a.m., and then lay down at 5, jump up at 6, and start all over again. Most definitely a positive statement of feminine self-reliance. I can wash up 44 pairs of socks and have them hanging out on the line. I can start an iron two dozen shirts for you can count from one to nine. I can scoop up a great big dipper full of lard from the dripping can Throw the skillet, go out and do my shopping Be back before it melts in the pan Cause I'm a woman W-O-M-A-N I'll say it again I can rub and scrub till this old house is shining like a dime Feed the baby, grease the car and powder my face at the same time Get all dressed up, go out and swing till 4 a.m. and then Lay down at 5, jump up at 6 and start all over again Cause I'm a woman, a W-O-M-A-N I'll say it again If you come to me sickly, you know I'm gonna make you well If you come to me all hexed up, you know I'm gonna break the spell if you come to me hungry, you know I'm gonna fill you full of grits. If it's loving you, like and I'll kiss you and give you the shiver and bits. Cause I'm a woman, W-O-M-A-N. I'll say it again. I got a $20 gold piece, says there ain't nothing I can do. I can make a dress out of a feed bag and I can make a man out of you. Cause I'm a Musical talent 
tends to run in families. Think of Rufus and Martha Wainwright, the Jackson Five, and the Osmonds, just to name a few. But long before those musical siblings, there were the Mendelssohns, Felix and Fanny. Felix Mendelssohn was a German composer, pianist, organist, and conductor of the early Romantic period. His compositions included symphonies, concertos, piano music, organ music, and chamber music. Felix became one of history's most brilliant composers. Felix's sister, Fanny, was just as bright and talented. The Mendelssohns grew up in an intellectual environment. Frequent visitors, like artists, musicians, and scientists, came to their home in Berlin. Suffice it to say, all of Europe came to their living room. Brother and sister both received a thorough musical education. Fanny, who was a strong-willed pianist, worried about her worth as a composer. As Felix's career soared, Fanny struggled to publish her pieces, though the two remained very close. Due to the reservations of her family and to social conventions of the day about the roles of women, a number of Fanny's works were published under her brother's name. In 1846, despite the continuing ambivalence of her family towards her musical ambitions, Fanny published a collection of songs as her opus number one. The next year, at the age of 41, she suddenly died of a stroke. She composed over 460 pieces of music, including a piano trio, a piano quartet, an orchestral overture, four cantatas, over 125 pieces for the piano, and over 250 lieder, most of which went unpublished in her lifetime. Since the 1990s, her life and works had been the subject of more detailed research. Felix would die two months later at the age of 38, after a series of strokes. He was buried next to his sister in Berlin. Here is a short piano piece by Fanny Mendelssohn. This is Melody in C-sharp minor, opus 4, number 2.
is an Australian-American singer, actress, and activist. Born in Melbourne to a show business family, Reddy started her career as an entertainer at the age of four. During the 1970s, she enjoyed international success, especially in the United States, where she placed 15 singles in the top 40 of the Billboard Hot 100. Her song, I Am Woman, was first released in 1971. A new recording of the song was released as a single in May 1972 and became a number one hit later that year, eventually selling over one million copies. With her gorgeous singing voice, accompanied by that quintessential 70s soft rock sound, this powerful message of female empowerment is delivered most effectively. No wonder it became an enduring anthem for the women's liberation movement. I am woman, hear me roar, in numbers to make to ignore, and I'm not too much to go back and pretend. Cause I've heard it all before, and I've been down there on the floor, and no one's Stevens, better known by her stage name Shaka Khan, 
is an American musician, singer, and songwriter. Her career has spanned nearly five decades, beginning in the 1970s as the lead vocalist of the funk band Rufus. Known as the Queen of Funk, Khan was the first R&B artist to have a crossover hit featuring a rapper with I Feel For You in 1984. Khan has won 10 Grammy Awards, and has sold an estimated 70 million records worldwide. I'm Every Woman is the debut solo single from her debut solo studio album, Shaka, in 1978. It was Khan's first hit outside her recordings with the funk band Rufus, and would establish Khan as a successful solo artist. With a lush instrumental arrangement and a soaring vocal line, Shaka Khan's arrival on the solo scene was part disco, part pop, and all soul.
I Will Survive is a hit song first performed by American singer Gloria Gaynor, released in October of 1978. It was written by Freddie Perrin and Dino Fricaris. The song's lyrics describe the narrator's discovery of personal strength following a devastating breakup. It received heavy airplay in 1979, reaching number one on the Billboard Hot 100 and on the UK Singles Chart on consecutive weeks. The song is also frequently recalled as a symbol of female empowerment. In 2016, the Library of Congress deemed Gaynor's original recording to be culturally, historically, or artistically significant and selected it for preservation in the National Recording Registry.
powerhouse female figure from the 19th century was Clara Vick Schumann. Clara did it all. She was a musical prodigy, born in 1819 in Leipzig, Germany. She was raised in an extremely musical environment. Clara was a virtuoso pianist. From concert to concert, town to town, Clara gradually built herself a great reputation as a talented pianist. Praised by the European public, she won the admiration of audiences and notable personalities of the period. She had the admiration and respect of the greatest composers of the Romantic period, such as Mendelssohn, Liszt, Chopin, and Paganini. Apart from being a virtuoso pianist, Clara was a composer of note. Chopin, who was barely moved by the works of her husband, was filled with enthusiasm after hearing the young woman's piano pieces. She was definite on how she wanted to lead her life. When she fell in love with Robert Schumann, her father had forbidden her to marry. Though feisty as she was, she went against her father's wishes and married the man she loved. Clara was a mother. She had given birth to eight children. Sadly, after ten years of marriage, her husband suffered a nervous breakdown and ultimately went mad, dying in an asylum. She became the sole supporter for her family, concertizing wherever she could. Though she had stopped composing, she lived out her 76 years performing on the concert stage, championing her husband's music. Most definitely, Clara Schumann was a formidable figure. Here is a piece of music she composed, Toccatina in A minor, opus 6, number 1. Energetic and full of vigor, this piece is also passionate and very lyrical.
for my final selection, I would be terribly remiss if I didn't play this next number. Aretha Louise Franklin was an American singer, songwriter, actress, pianist, and civil rights activist. Franklin began her career as a child singing gospel at New Bethel Baptist Church in Detroit, Michigan, where her father was the minister. Respect is a song that became the 1967 hit and signature song for the soul icon. Here is a declaration from a strong, confident woman who knows that she has everything her man wants. She never does him wrong, and she demands his respect. Franklin's interpretation was a landmark for the feminist movement and is often considered one of the best songs of the R&B era, earning her two Grammy Awards in 1968 for Best Rhythm and Blues Recording and Best Rhythm and Blues Solo Vocal Performance, Female. It was placed at number five on Rolling Stone magazine's list of the 500 greatest songs of all time. enjoyed listening to today's selection. Not only do these songs have catchy lyrics and hummable tunes, but the messages are so important. No matter what you call it, second wave feminism, female empowerment, girl power, or women's equality, the message is the same. In the words of Malala Yousafzai, I raise up my voice, not so that I can shout, 
but so that those without a voice can be heard. We cannot all succeed when half of us are held back. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. Well, that is today's episode of the Code St. Luke podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Thank you to our guests and thank you to you for listening here today. The show is produced by me, Daryl Levine. The telephone broadcasting service and podcast was launched as a way to get content into your home during the pandemic period. As you know, we had to stop our events at the library and at Parks and Recreation. So we hope you're enjoying the podcast as a sort of a virtual way of getting the content to you so you can hear your favorite speakers at home. If you're enjoying the podcast, please leave us a rating and a review at Apple Podcasts. Every rating and review helps others to find the show. Have a great day.